Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello, thank you for coming back, thanks for checking in, thanks for listening. Across from me, as always, is the lovely and marine layer hooded Cyrus Amundsen. Hello, Chad. Does my nose look swollen to you? Uh-uh, but I can't wait to hear why you may be asking me that. I have a Go, narrow, Jenna. I have a narrow, crooked no- Yeah, Jenna has had enough. And mm-hmm. we're not going to joke about that, Chad, because that's not a funny topic. She started hitting me in the face. Chad, I here's what's going on. I Time t- out. Is, is any sort of spousal abuse a funny topic? Absolutely not. Is Jenna punching you specifically in the face funny? It's, it would be my greatest <laughs> thing. Oh, she laughed. Good. Okay. <laughs> oh, now people are going to think that's Jenna. What a oh man! We have one of our, we have one of our favorite people as a guest, and you we are just, we are tricksters. You just set him up to be let down. Um, so here's what's going on with my nose. Okay. I took three consecutive at-home COVID tests. Oh. And I want to throw my nose in a river because it feels horrific. So. So did you have to, is it, is this one of these where you put the, the cotton swab in and you swish it around for 15 seconds each nostril and then you put it in a little plastic test tube? Yeah. And I apparently got the one where they're like, we think COVID is on the very bottom side of your brain. So if you could, yes, if you could just yes. dig a little brain hole and we'll tell you if you have COVID. The first COVID test I got, the original one where they did they came running in like uh, people that are going to throw a javelin or pole vault. I mean, they came running at you with it up your nose. And I forgot my daughter's name for three days. When I got, by the way, I got my booster last week and I have to get it in the thigh because my arms are all fucked up, you know? And sure. I told, I got. That's not funny. Just the way you say it is so funny. I got, uh, I, I was there. It was on the same weekend that they're like, hey, kids can get it. So it was me and so many kids in this auditorium, and they they had the movie Cars playing up on the screen for all of yeah, us. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Get her down! But this woman who injected into my leg, I don't know if she thought, well, it's his leg. That's a lot further away from his head. So let's see if I can pierce the bone. And she jammed mm-hmm. the needle into me so harshly that I've got... Probably a baseball. I've never had a bruise from a shot in my life, but I have like almost a baseball size bruise on my thigh. Obviously, COVID's a hoax. So back to my tests. <laughs> I, I was feeling kind of some of the symptoms. I was tired, was having some, some runniness, some soreness, and there was something weird going on with my ability to taste. It felt like my taste was deadening. And it was my day to take my biologic medicines who were like, hey, we should be safe than sorry so i go to or i go to cvs and i grab one of the tests and what a bummer job to be the person who checks out the like somebody with the test like you know (laughs) you know in movies where they do the somebody finds somebody else's underwear and they hold it with like a go-go gadget arm that's how i would check out people with covid tests so i get home (laughs) and i scrape my skull and it comes back like not a like a deep thick line but it comes back with a faint line which is a positive and i'm like fuck well yeah there are such things as false positives let's take another one 
So we re-ruin my nose. The second one comes back <laughs> normal. <laughs> and then, like, it's, we can't shift when I take my biologic medicine, right? And I can't, if I do have COVID, I can't just dump an immunosuppressant into my body. Uh, we do that, and you're going to be holding a, like, a middle of somewhere in memory episode where you're just <laughs> having like a, a breakdown on episode where you're introducing yourself as moose and then talking between me and your impression of me like i sure you miss you so I, I know you miss me just fucking on a very special ouija board edition <laughs> of middle of somewhere just people are writing in like hey chad i know I know it's hard, but this is 11 episodes of you pretending to do a podcast with your dead friend. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to go back. Just use clips. Just use clips. <laughs> like you'd clip something together. you just going, oh, that's funny. So I go back and Jenna's like, you just got to get one more test. So I get the third test and I bring it up to the counter and it's the same lady working. And I set it down and she looks me dead in the eyes and she goes, bro. You have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I was like, I, 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 I don't think I do. She goes, she goes, you know how bitches be coming in here and they get a pregnancy test and then they go home and an hour later they come back and they get another pregnancy test. <laughs> Bitch, you pregnant. And I was like, all right, well, if you, I'm, I'm still going to buy this because you don't know the inner workings of my my personal life <laughs> so i went home and we scraped my brain for a third time and jenna actually i was moving around the house and jenna had the test sitting by her and i just heard her from another room and she goes uh she goes you're negative and as i was walking down the stairs i just said kind of to myself bitch you're pregnant like, I'm to the point where I'm losing my mind. And she, she goes, what the fuck did you... Like, she thought I said something shitty to her. But yeah, so I, I took three, three COVID tests and everything was okay. And I dumped the medicine into my body. And I'm excited to be here with you and our about-to-be-introduced wonderful guest. Yeah, we are excited to have you here. And the end of that story sounds like maybe I was right and Jenna did punch you in the face. But that doesn't matter. <laughs> Everyone, listen, you have heard me talk about our next guest in a, uh, what I'm going to call a lovely manner. I have, uh, I, I, if, I, if I, I've said it a million times, if I could wave a wand and make one person get to the beginning of the fame line, it, it, it is this person. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce to you Jackie Cation. Yay! I feel welcome. I feel so welcome. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Sai, I'm glad you don't have the, the crud. I'm glad you don't have the horribleness. I'm excited. Uh, I had not. to take I had to take one of those disposable ones and I just didn't jam it up that much. I was like, there's plenty of nose stuff going on right here before I get to my brain. Why don't you have that? Yeah. And I'm I'm yeah. sure I did it extra because I was worried about not executing the tests correctly. So I'm Right. You want to do it right. Yeah. And you're gonna you're gonna do it a lot. I love I love how you just you gotta buy them. And you waved it outside your nose, Jackie, like you were <laughs> trying to put a spell on your nose. Aerosols, aerosols, yeah. right? Isn't it all about aerosols? <laughs> and I say my sister bought them in bulk. She bought like a case of them, the testing things. Oh wow! 
Yeah, so she didn't have to do it, but she misses out on that awesome story of that woman just going, "You are, uh, I'm making twelve dollars an hour. You're killing me." Bitch, here. you pregnant? Yeah. yeah, good for her. A, a lot of <laughs> a lot of people um, gained weight during lockdown, and and I'll tell you, I was one of them. But it's because that's how I was doing my COVID test. I wouldn't put anything in my nose. I would just eat stuff, and if I could taste it, I knew I could go to parties. <laughs> I, uh, I've recently, I've been like, I never want to discuss my weight on stage, but I literally had have been doing it lately. Cause I, my head is on fire. Cause I'm like, you got to lose this weight you gained in COVID Jackie. You've always been a and on and on. And I'm like, why don't you just do it then? And you're like, well, why don't you shut up? Yeah. And so this is all happening internally. And then I'm like, are we even following Robert's rules? We're having a committee meeting. And uh, why don't you shut it? I, uh, you have a chunk about the attempts you've made over the years to, to lose weight or to, ha- to be pointy. Oh, the pointy thing, um, yeah. On uh, I Am Not the Hero of This Story, your album. Mm-hmm. And it is, God damn it, it's funny. I mean, we're going to get into all that, but... Right. Just just ex- just excited to have you here. Now I'm going to tell you something. Normally we tell where we where we met our guest, and I believe you and I for the first time met in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Does that sound right to you? I think we met at open mic, but I think the first time we really met was when you were uh, just you crawled into a bottle and decided that you were going to sing poorly like every night uh-huh. for six months. Yeah, yeah. And that was it. Yeah, it was. Right. Uh, I wanted that gig so bad. You did. And. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He never hired any women and me and uh, Darlene Westgore and other people who wanted to really crawl into a bottle and uh, and get seven days of stage time <laughs> wanted that because everyone who came back had a drinking problem, but also yeah. were really good at stand up. Yeah. But do you know how do you hear how you just laughed and smiled? Yeah. That would have all gone away had you gone up there. <laughs> So this was it was, this it was, was the dead of winter. House MC gig in Grand Forks, right? The, the House MC gig in Grand Forks, where the Westward Ho, where the um, I've never seen bus lights. I've never seen buses have to use their headlights both trips to and from school. There was a window of three hours of daylight, <laughs> yeah, from eleven yeah. to two, and that was it. It was nasty. I I don't know why you didn't like the fact that the pool was shaped like a boot. <laughs> the pool was shaped like a boot. Chad. They didn't have a pool when and, I was there. You know why? Because I think you went there after the one time that you know how the Red River uh, overflows everywhere. Oh yeah, sure, 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 sure. Um, uh, Dave Mornell used to do this <laughs> joke about how because they they fill bags for, with sand every year, and he's like, and they do it every year, and they do it by hand every year. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, what do you think is going to happen this year, guys? Oh, I think we're going to have to fill sand. But anyway, <laughs> so it was better. Well, than the, that. yeah, because because then it ends with he goes uh, he goes. You ever seen a bag of sugar? You know, they have factories yeah. for that, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I was there the uh, the the weekend that it um, that they evacuated. Like I yeah. like I, I was headlining and I got a call on the Friday night and it or and it said at the front desk, hey, we're evacuating. You don't have to. Yeah, and I was that. like, "Hey, if you're leaving, <laughs> I'm leaving. Uh, if you're not going to stay in your own hotel, yeah, that's yeah. that's the opposite. Um, like when locals, locals are usually the one that like it's just a fucking hurricane. Relax, man. If locals mm-hmm. are fleeing, it's time to run for the hills. 
Yeah, and I, yeah, I remember. Because they know things. Yeah, I, I, I was living in Fergus Falls at the time, and I was uh, a couple years before I did stand up, I think. So I don't know who was hosting who was hosting that weekend. Do you remember? Um, was it Shannon McLaughlin? It might have been Shannon. It might have been Isaac. Okay. I, I forget. Because right before, um, right before uh, I remember when that flooded, because they kept the water lines on the wall. So when you went into restaurants, you're like, what is this? What is this red line? And they're like, "That's how high the water was." And it's like, "Oh, wow! You guys are refusing to forget. This seems like a grudge. <laughs> seems like a, the painting called right." Grudge. And yet you continue to live here. Yeah, and uh, just move. <laughs> uh, as my father told my my brothers who wanted to join the service, he said, "You know, you could just leave town. You don't have to enlist in anything and make two dollars and fifty cents an hour. You can go anywhere and make two dollars and fifty cents an hour." <laughs> Speaking of MCs, Chad, did you know that my first ever week in stand-up comedy ever paid was with Miss Jackie? I did not know that. First time ever getting paid. That was it. And I, that was when I asked Lewis, why do you always do this to me? <laughs> and uh, I didn't. I didn't. I don't think that was you. But at, at a certain point, it was every, every time I would come in, it would be some, some young comic's first week paid week and uh, finally i just said why do i always get the first week and he said because you're not going to be a dick oh interesting you're going to be nice to That's them true. and you're not going to bust their balls about it and it's going to be fine did he was that about 2004 that he had that conversation with you uh i don't know why because oh, i think that's when i really saw a change in your attitude and you kind of became a dick <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it all changed. I've, I've, so I got a, I, I got a, uh, a message on, you know, because my, my Facebook page, somebody said that they really like my new album. It was literally the most obnoxious message I think I've ever gotten in my life. Where the hell and is it? Was it? A compliment? It's a compliment. That yeah. takes a lot. Uh, I just watched the whole gig. Jesus, Jackie, your act is getting strong. I'm trying to put my finger on it, but something is different. Confidence? No more nervous laugh? You look great. Your timing is perfect. Your writing is batshit crazy. I've always loved you, but you're looking more like the big boys. It's time for you to take off. I hope it happens. You deserve it. Hardworking. Love how you put Maria in there. That was sweet. And I replied, you're mixing me up with something else. <laughs> Because I wanted to say, I'm the goat. <laughs> but then I remembered I was in my 50s. So uh, I, didn't, I didn't say that. I bet that was, a, that was probably from like a young aspiring female comedian, probably. <laughs> I believe it was from a 37-year-old white dude. Was it from uh, me? It might have was been it literally 50. from me? <laughs> it might have been. What I have to say is when we met, Cy, you were so funny. And I was I had a, a comment that was comp the reason I read that was because I had a compliment a compliment that was comparable to that shitty compliment to you. And it wasn't okay. But I just I said, Why do you do stand up? You're very handsome. And uh and you literally said back to me, you know, it's funny you said that. Because uh, until about two years ago, I was covered in acne. And then it all cleared up when I turned like 20. And I go, really? And you go, yeah. I said, how, how is it with the ladies right now? And you said, it's terrifying. <laughs> and <laughs> it was a great story. <laughs> I love that. Very accurate. You know how Abe, I, I think the best way I can describe it, it was how Abe Lincoln had that beard underneath his chin. Yes, yeah, I had that, but you. it was zits on top of zits, and then they were also on the other parts of my face. 
And yeah, it was it, it, you that you mentioned Abe Lincoln when you told me about it. Very easy. To and then my second. You've been doing that bit for that long. Jesus Christ. <laughs> do you think do you think somebody has such bad acne through high school that when they ask their high school crush out, they laugh at him and jog away? Do you think they let that story jog. go? Do you think they 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 let go of the Abe <laughs> no, Lincoln quip when their face clears up? <laughs> There you go. The, my other favorite story is, and you will remember this, and I think I just told it to, to Chad a couple of weekends ago, which is an open mic probably six years ago at Acme, Uh-oh. maybe more, whatever. Um, you're, you, you, no, I think it was like 10 years ago. I'm trying to pad it because I don't know how long you've been married. Thousands anyway, of um, thousands of it's years. All, so, it's, he's, he's, he's a legit human being, so you never have to pad. Oh, good. Well, obviously, I, I right? love you. I love you've been in the monster. business for so long <laughs> that you have this comedian non-narc brain that's constantly doing math. Like, OK, <laughs> hold on. So this story had to have taken place seven years ago, but that doesn't seem right. Maybe I'll say 12. I'll say 12 years say, to make I'll sure say, nobody I'll gets in trouble. I'll say 12 to not break his family. I'll say 12 to not break his <laughs> <Yeah>. family. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, it was an open mic, and you had gone to some party and gotten laid, and some woman wanted you to hit her. Oh yeah, and you oh, were like, yeah. and you're like, I don't what? I don't want. I'm not going to hit you. And she's like, Come on, you pussy, hit me. And she literally, and you were, and so you tapped her, and she made fun of you, and then you finally, and the line was, you, I finally hit her. And it was a it was a slap that belongs on a poster with the word no on it, and uh, and then uh, and so now I've decided this is how I'm going to meet girls. Did you guys see that Lakers game last night? It was a really close game. Those are the games I like. Is when nobody really dominates the game when it's really like everybody's good at every. <laughs> Do you like it when somebody dominates somebody? <laughs> You know, you know, it's, you know, it's great about that lady after you're done having sex with her in the morning, you know, she's not off to a march. She, <laughs> no, she'll, she, she will just be sleeping Unless it's a in. Q-Anon yeah, march. She'll be sleeping yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. That, that I, bit didn't make any of my albums, believe it or not. <laughs> I can't believe it. Uh, speaking of albums, this is, uh, listen, I listened to before staycation came out. And we're not going to do it all now, but I listened to uh, I Am Not the Hero of This Story, and I texted you about it because Mm -hmm. people – I don't know if you've ever seen someone laughing on an airplane where you don't know what they're laughing at, but you (laughs) start to wonder. You're like, huh. You know, because I I get upgraded a lot, and I know I say that a lot and it sounds like a a brag to the listeners, but I do. I get upgraded a lot because I have a million miles. I have literally a million miles. And so I get upgraded. And so when you're in first class, people look at me the way I'm dressed and the way I look laughing. And they go, oh, he bought this because he won't need money anymore after whatever he's about to do. <laughs> and so, right. so people were he's, staring. He, he's going to hit somebody. It and... is so freaking funny. And, uh, you know, I will say this. You're not getting good like that uh, com- right. comment may suggest. <laughs> I was like, I, it, it, it's on. not, it's not a, it's not in process. You have gotten uh, great. And thanks, man. It's, and I'm getting better. I mean, I get it that that's how it works. I, and I hope yeah. to always do so. Right. That's how it works. I don't want to be one of those dinosaur comics who you're like, are you proud of doing your closer from 96? What's happening? Yeah. And uh, I just worked with that guy. It was weird. <laughs> and I have this to say about that guy. Nice stuff guy. Yeah, you know, and, and I've worked with guys like that that take uh, a drink 
at the exact same time they did eight years ago because they know it works. And, pe- yeah. and people come out and they say, I brought some friends from work. So glad you did that bit about such and such. And it's like, right. okay. And that's that person's deal. And that's yep. what that's what does it for them. I think mm-hmm. for the three of us, I can speak for all of us, where we can't uh, – I mean, you can physically – I can't remember those <laughs> It's that, but you can physically see us almost getting ill if we have to do a joke off an earlier album for yeah. longer than it takes to replace it. Right, right. And I'm willing to – and I will say this, as I've said it a thousand times, I'm willing to go to the vault if things are getting ugly. Sure. But I, if, if – uh, and – and there are jokes from the from the back of the day that I still love that that those are my vault jokes, right? Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that I will continue to do. And um yeah, some weird joke has just come back into my from I think it's from Hero and it's just some throwaway line cuz I'm I'm working on new st- I told my dad, "You cannot die. I need like 20 more minutes." <laughs> and uh <laughs> God, and, if, uh, if like, your if your dad dies on the same on the same day Chad's kid graduates, you guys are just gonna have to fucking oh shit Thelma and Louise oh, a car off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. Some guy asked me one time about a thousand years ago. He goes, "You still doing jokes about your dad?" And I was like, "Yeah," and and hilariously, I think it was Hero. My I. My dad was like, is there any stuff about me on there? And I was like, yeah, about 20 minutes. He goes, you know, if it ever gets to be more than 20 minutes, that's no longer your album. That's my album. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad no one in my life feels that way because uh, I just have like a a couch fund for when my kids are going to go to therapy. (laughs) You you know, it's great. So, so Sai, sometimes you go back and you sit and you walk and stuff like that. But I know when you have something I'm going to laugh at very hard because you'll get up off your off your table and walk towards the camera like a beastie boy whose turn it is to talk in the video. <laughs> you you have this look in your eye where you're walking right towards your laptop and it I'm just like, "Oh, here we go. I'm about to get fucking roasted." Well, I got uh, I got to take joy in the few moments of joy, my friend. Oh, uh, it's it's absolutely <laughs> wonderful. I I just get I have this anticipatory like he, like tingle. Here it comes. I love it very much. Okay, so we have a guest, Jackie. You sent us a list of stories. Sure. And this is a great list because it is I could not I I can read the stories and not ruin yeah. any any oh, of yeah, them yeah. because they're they're very oh, right, vague. right. There's no So I'm just going to go. Yeah. Um here's here's your list. I'm going to just read it out loud. Best heckler story, worst heckler story, Scott Hansen, any story about my dad. (laughs) (laughs) That's four, right? Yep. So how about you start uh, with the best heckler story? Best heckler story. Uh, Okay. Yeah. I'm glad I bookended it that way. Uh, So it's 19... It's 1986. No, it is not. Are you... In this story. Are you a child watching the best heckler? Oh, okay. 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 No. No. I think I'm... I'm 21. Yeah. So the clubs burned down in Madison. So me and the comics are four walling it. We're doing like weird, like best Western-y kind of, you know, just a, just a one-nighter. Right. Sure. And so one of the comics, I think it was, 
Eric, whatever. Uh, nobody knows any of these people. So, uh, you know, Eric. <laughs> and uh, he sets up this um, this show. It's a, it, what we'd call now a showcase night. Okay. And then he was going to close. So there's only seven of us that have been doing stand-up. Okay, so, so, started, so what's, yeah. what's going to happen is, um, for those of the people that don't know, showcase just means six people are going to do the same amount of time their best material like they're almost like they're trying to get on television with this set and then someone else is going to go do, yeah someone else is going to go do, do a longer set to close the show so it feels like what people have are accustomed to yes sir. and for context jackie came up at our home club acme but she started in madison that's so this right. this there is you, you were living in madison they had a great club there burned Matt. down you are in the aftermath of that when you're starting stand-up Everything, but we—they had a great club there. Yeah. So um, the uh, <laughs> you know you know who I heard burned it down, Eric. <laughs> Eric was owned by Sam Kinison's brother, Bill Kinison, and uh, when it burned down, literally we all looked at each other and go, oh, "I hope it was insured," and then we laughed and laughed. Okay, and um, uh, so we're out in the middle of uh we're out in the beltway around madison at a at a at either a dive bar attached to a hotel that's what i think it was i go up i do my 10 minutes eric's friends are yelling stuff from the way back at me sure eric's uh eric has mostly filled this room there's a table in the back that's just like whatever and uh, whatever yeah or whatever they're yelling in the second row are two dudes who are hammered and are joining in a little bit, right? So I do what I can. Very, very new, dealing with my heckler stuff, you know, go, I don't come jump on the bed when you're working, whatever the fuck I say, right? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I get off stage. <clears throat> and I walk by the two drunk guys. One of the drives that's drunk is now passed out. He's like head down on the table, drunk. The other guy keeps talking to me as I walk by. Now, Steve's on stage, and Steve was a dick at this point. He's a much better person now. But anyway, the uh, I walk by, and this guy is still heckling me, and I'm in the audience. <laughs> and I walk past him, and I walk to the bar, and this guy's still yelling at me, and Steve is like, hey, man, I'm on stage. You're supposed to heckle me now. <laughs> and uh, but he cannot get him to do it. And so I go up to the bar. I'm mad because my 10 minutes did not go well. I did not enjoy that. So I order a beer and I get a, a mug of beer and I'm sitting there just fuming. And the heckler comes and stands behind me at the bar. Wow. And I make a very mature decision. Chad and Cy, which is if this guy talks to me one more fucking time, I'm going to throw my beer at him. Uh, he does not. Instead, I am told by the by the bouncer and the bartender that they both saw him do this. He was reaching over my shoulder to grab my boob. Oh, uh, this, well, I mean... by the way, is uh, something you got to ask. And so uh, and uh, so I turned and I felt him touch my shoulder. I felt him touch my yep. shoulder. And I turned around, threw my beard at him, missing him completely. <laughs> Hitting the guy behind him full in the face. Yes. Right at the bar right there. Uh, the heckler, at that point, picks up that guy's drink, throws it at me. And I punched him. Whoa. Wow. With the mug of beer. With Whoa. Oh, with the so glass Forgot first. that I was holding the glass. Punched him with the glass knocked him down yeah. it's like six foot yes 
he jumps to his feet. This is where, at no time, by the way, am I the hero of this story because Dis- he jumps disagree. to his feet. <laughs> disagree. <Yeah. laughs> I, I think you're already so far. Uh, well, and he yells, I should hit you back, you fucking dyke. And, uh, and then I yell back, you got a problem with homosexuality, faggot? <laughs> and then we were both escorted out of the bar and we never dated because it wasn't a romantic comedy you guys uh so that is that story here there's an epilogue oh thank god three years later 99 or 89 i'm doing the road with a guitar comic whose name i can't remember uh but a guy from wisconsin i'm featuring we're driving he's driving we're driving in the car we start telling each other heckler stories he tells me my heckler story. He tells me that story. He was the guy who got hit by the drink. No. Really? Yeah. We had to pull, remember 1989, we had to find a payphone so that he could call his wife and then I could call my sister and we could both tell, like, oh my God, I'm with the guy. And she's like, remember that story I told you about that woman? And so did you have to buy him a drink because the heckler grabbed his drink and threw it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you know what? That Except for I was featuring, so no, I couldn't afford it. Uh, that is so. so fantastic. A couple things. Number one, <clears throat> you said a word in that story that I'm assuming you don't use anymore. No. No, I do not. Yeah, and uh, But the idea that you would say, ask that question and end it with that word makes... <laughs> It's so weird. Everyone's right? brain tingle. <laughs> no matter what side of the political spectrum you are on, it everyone's brain just tingled. That was well, fascinating. And, and in '89, and <clears throat> as you know, until probably '99 or 2009, that word was a punchline, right? Yeah, you could. I mean, you could. Everyone said that word, and whether you used it uh, using your powers for good or using your powers for evil, that word was said mm-hmm, a yeah, lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had, there was a guy who walked out of Acme, I think it was, because the headliner used the word and he, it was, he was gay. And he said, oh, is that the new N word? Because I can't stay anymore. Well, yeah. And I think it was Derek was like, get out. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you in 2021, I recorded an album and I used that word on it. In 2021, so it just this just happened. I was okay. uh, impersonating a father that no one wants to be, but I but I did <laughs> but I did use it. Right. And so so I have a story. I'm not even involved in this really, other than it was my birthday. I was in Bemidji, Minnesota, doing. So so here's what would happen. They would have. Did you get <clears throat> bumped up? Were you upgraded? Did you go to Bemidji <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Oh, rubbing my roots in my face. Okay. (laughs) So I'm in Bemidji, Minnesota. And what they would do a lot of times is they would have, like you said, a bar in a hotel, but they would name it something for the comedy night, like like laughing up north or something. And so I was there on my birthday. I invited a couple high school friends that were in the area. I had uh, a very good friend working with me. It was fantastic. We're so drunk after the show. And one of my high school buddies, Tony, same guy that got uh, his nipple rubbed off, have he wiped out on a skateboard. Yep. That's right. We call him Star- wow. Starfish Tony because his nipple grew back. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so. His nipple 
Well, okay. Yeah. All right. We could talk later. His, his, his um, nipple grew back. He has two nipples. One time, at one time, he didn't. It was just a scab. And so um, Tony was up there, and he was a teacher at a very small school, pretty close. And so we're, we're drinking on my birthday, having a great time, where I order shots of tequila, and Tony's too drunk. He can't do it. So he instead of doing it, he does the whole motion but throws it over his shoulder. <laughs> And hits the mother of one of his students right in the face with a shot of tequila. <laughs> we didn't even know she was there until it happened. And she goes, Mr. So-and-so. I don't want to use his last name, but <laughs> Mr. So-and-so. And he was like, oh, hey. It was so great. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe that, oh my God. that you punched a guy with a mug. That's amazing. And I, I just. And then I wasn't arrested. Yes. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I think that there used to be, you know how there are like steadfast rules now. If you punch someone with a mug, you get arrested in 2021. Back when you were talking about this in '86, you'd punch someone with a mug. People, the people of the bar would go, "Hmm, we did see her going for, we did see him going for her breast." So case dismissed, and then no one got in trouble. <laughs> Right, right. It felt it was, uh, it was, you know, we were, it, it saved a lot of money in the legal system. Yeah. I mean, hardly yeah. any law libraries have been built at that point because there were no <laughs> fines for it. Well, I was just going to say, it is for sure a deadly weapon. Like a, because, I mean, not a deadly, deadly weapon, I, but like. It, if I were stronger. If in today's yes. day and age. <laughs> if I could, if I beat a guy to death with a, with a bear mug, you, it could be done. Th that would be known as bludgeoning. Also... Like if I hit Chad in the face with a beer mug in a bar, I, I, you could get some pretty serious attempted charges. I think you're right about that. Why am I breaking down the legality of this? This was such a fun story. First of story, all, I wouldn't even. I am. I wouldn't even press charges. I'd just make you drink with me one time. You nobody I'm wants kidding. that. I'm kidding. There's not, can yeah, you imagine I, if I drank? Nobody wants that. <laughs> <laughs> What's in this? Just drink it. Yeah. Hey, and, is this a mug sorry. of water? No, it's his tears. Let's keep moving. <laughs> uh, okay, so that best heckler story. Now we. Now I'd like okay. to get to worst heckler story because this seems like they were combined. They aren't. So we're talking 2019. Oh, oh, boy. I know that is two years ago. That is two years okay. ago, right before lockdown. Um, Zany's Rosemont. Oh, great. Yeah. Frosemont, I call it. Uh, if I never work that again, unless they offer it to me, um, <laughs> I'll be happy. What? Uh, so a lot of things in that sentence. Yeah. Why don't you unpack it in your free time? Here's what happened. Uh, for some reason, Zanies is doing a split week right now where you do two days downtown and two days or two or three days in Rosemont sure. or three days downtown. And you're like, just keep me downtown. Don't do this to me. What are you doing? Yeah, I don't need to travel so, within a travel week. Right. Right. And change hotels. Why don't you yeah. jump? Are, off a are you sending me out on the road while I'm on the road? How does that work? <laughs> And so um, it was Rosemont seats, maybe 200 and uh, a woman, it's her birthday mm -hmm. and she wants to sit in the front row. And so she buys VIP tickets with her boyfriend, husband, dad, whatever it is. He looks like Leonid Brezhnev. She is wearing a mega hat 
red hat, make America mm-hmm. great. And she wants to do this and she doesn't, we find out later, she doesn't know who I am. She just know she looked at my Twitter feed or she saw that I wasn't a sociopath Nazi. And she's like, I want to go heckle someone who might be liberal. <laughs> so she comes and sits in the front row of Zadie's Rosemont. The manager is new. He lets her. Mm-hmm. I was like, this isn't good. What is this? It isn't a political rally. Why is she wearing political shit? I don't want a Bernie bro t-shirt in the front row either. Yeah. I don't want I don't want to have to talk to the audience. I have written jokes. Uh-huh. Why do I have to address that you're wearing that your nipple is out? <laughs> Why? I, I, I don't want any. Can you of imagine that. a worse comedy situation? Where you're like, what do you do for a job? I'm actually a big Newt Gingrich supporter. It's not what I asked. That's not what you're here for. <laughs> no, what I'm looking Please. for. It's Carl Ropes, my dad. Shut up. I don't. You Can know, we talk John like, Edwards oh. policy ideas? <laughs> do you guys remember the work? Anyway, oh, so um, she's the MC of the feature. Try to defuse it. It just escalates <laughs> yeah. it. I get up. She will not. She's heckling me, but whisper heckling me so I, nobody else can hear her. Oh, good. She's literally like calling me fat, telling me that, uh, do you like my hat? Do you like my hat? You're not funny. You're, 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 this is the, you're the worst. Are you, and literally like, uh, I have an inner dialogue doing that. I don't need some <laughs> shitbag 60 year old woman doing it to me. And, uh, and branch to have silent, silent next to me. And there's also, a corporate there, 60, 40 to 60 people who whose kids played basketball. This is their night out. Okay. And uh, I'm trying to deal with her. The, there's a guy, one of the one of the dad coaches is trying to coach me through this. Just ignore, <laughs> just ignore, just ignore. And I'm like, I don't know if you understand what I'm doing here, but I can't ignore her because I can't think. It's like someone doing this while you try to tell a joke, right? <laughs> so I have to address this thing, and I got to I, – I was like, you can leave. And I tried all – I, I don't know if I tried – I was so mad sure. that I don't think I tried the thing that works sometimes. And if I never work this kind of gig again, it was a it was a casino where – I actually fell to my knees, made the sign of the cross, and prayed this these two dudes out of the room. <laughs> and um, I should have done that because it actually might have worked. But instead, well, I just, just you would have became her favorite comic, is all. <laughs> Maybe she would have bought some merch. Yeah. Anyway, but this is this is the so this is the second time I've put hands on somebody. By the way, this is because uh, it ends Ooh. poorly. So at uh, so I say, hey, I. Um, I have to do my 45 minutes or they won't pay me. And this is, by the way, the second show of the week. This is Thursday. Oh, fun. There's there's six Friday, Saturday. Yeah, there's five more shows. There's three shows on Saturday downtown. And um, but I'm moving to the downtown on. on, Wait, I think it was Wednesday. Whatever. I had to come back the next night to Rosemont and then I had to go do five shows in downtown. Mm-hmm. So I had six more shows that week. And uh, so there's eight shows this fucking thing. So I get <laughs> I get off stage. I go into the I, I walk the parents, all the parents sleep mm-hmm. at one point. The dad 
is attached to 30 other people. They all fuck off. <laughs> He's like, you aren't ignoring her. You have to ignore her. We're leaving. And I was like, you got to leave. I got to do my time. This is a terrible evening. Go. And so they go. I go into the green room when it's all over. I sit there for 10 minutes. I'm like, somebody, somebody get me a Diet Coke cranberry. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> 10 minutes later, the, the the security guard, by the way, who has been nowhere for this entire show, comes in and he goes, hey, people want to buy your merch. <laughs> it's all set up. And I was like, yeah, is that couple gone? And he goes, no, they're still there. And I was like, all right, well, maybe. And this is 10 minutes. I should have not gone out at all. Sure. So I go out. Security guy's standing there. And I'm trying to sell some merch. And the woman with the hat is standing this close to me, like the hat's almost touching it, my It looks head. like your your brim almost. Yeah. Right, right, right. She's got the brim right. And she's like, did you have fun? Was that good? Did you have a good time? Wasn't what it fun? Psycho, psycho. <laughs> yeah. And Brezhnev is silently looming next to her. <laughs> and I am genuinely terrified because these fucks are armed <laughs> these are and the you know when i walked the people is when i literally said to the woman how long have you been a nazi and she said uh forever and i said well then you can get the fuck out cunt uh so anyway <laughs> everyone who thinks that i'm super nice should hear these two stories by the way oh. anyway uh because i'm not a horrible person but i'm also i will not suffer well, yeah, your bullshit. there's a limit if you and if you just tell these to Lewis, maybe you could get a decent fucking opener at Acme. <laughs> <laughs> right. If I get someone who knows the job, why do I have to? No. Anyway. So um, yeah. So I uh, the security guard is doing nothing. Nothing. Mm -hmm. So somebody taps her on the shoulder, one of my fans, and bleeds her off. And I'm like, thank you, God, whoever the hell that mm -hmm. was. Brezhnev then starts crowding me against the wall. Man, what's happening here? Well, I push him. Yeah, sure. And as soon as I put hands on him, security guy comes over. Well, you got to protect yeah. that guy. And you I shouldn't have shoved him. I guess not. <laughs> uh, and I, uh, I, I literally, I was like, I get a red card myself. I'm gonna take myself back into the, <laughs> back into the, into the green room. And uh, and then he comes back 15 minutes later and goes, "There's still people who want to buy stuff." <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, okay. I always love when security guards come, they'll, they'll come in the green room and they'll say, hey, do you have a special code if you want someone removed? And I go, yes. My code is, hey, bouncer, come get this person and take them out of the room. <laughs> because I will be, take away. I'll be very specific. I'll say, this person needs to leave. <clears throat> Other people with them can stay if they're having fun or they can choose yeah. to leave as well. But this one person has to leave because there are other people that I want to entertain and that's not gonna happen while this person is in the room. So I explain it just like that into the microphone that, so perfect. everybody and knows what's happening. There's no mystery. And if there's whispering, yeah. I go, I know a lot of you can't hear it because this person's noise is not amplified like mine, but it is non-fucking-stop and I am done with it. I mean, I yeah. just kinda, break down the fourth wall and go, here's what needs to happen before the show continues. That exact emotion is what got me into trouble in Madison uh, at Comedy Club on State because anyone who has gotten to come up there, like I emceed there, featured there, and then headlined there, 
they have one of the most wonderful ownership groups, let's call it the ownership family and crews, like staff. They're all so fun, but they fuck with you every minute of every day. It's like, it's, it's that kind of fun <laughs> fuck with you environment. Whenever Joe, uh, Joe used to sign my, uh, he would give me a card with the check in it. And would also always say something like horrible and mean inside it, like, hey, great week. And then the meanest thing anybody could say to me. And very funny. So I was used to that, like, banter style. And ch <laughs> Chad, I'm like you. If anybody's like, what do you want me to do about the hecklers? I'm like, uh, you know, don't let it stop it. You, you, that's what your job. You make it stop. And there yeah. was a new guy there that I thought had apparently been working there. And, you know, I just... I'm getting on the elevator. Mike Cronin's with me because you take the elevator up to the green room. And he's like kind of grabbing us as we go. He's like, hey, if people are trying to talk to you during the show, do you like want to let that happen or something? And I just, as the elevator doors are closing, I just <laughs> looked him in the face and I went, is that a real question? And then the doors <laughs> shut. <laughs> and I didn't see him the rest of the weekend. And then I found out like, that guy hadn't been there. He wasn't fucking with me. And I just was like the biggest ass. So I caught this huge asshole reputation there for a while. And it was just, yeah, and I, I, yeah I, but I, I'm the same way where it's like, yeah, just make him stop. I didn't mean to be mean to that dude, but. And I, right. I fueled that reputation every time I went back. I go, size still talking about the idiots you guys hire. So. <laughs> <laughs> I felt no, that so is, bad because uh, I think he was a dude who clubs. just loved working at a comedy club. And I don't think he'd been there a long time. And I just elevator villained him like the biggest asshole in the world. <laughs> I might as well have like, I might as well have then opened the elevator uh, doors and drove off in an IROC, you know, like fingering some girl. <laughs> hey, you're never going to be like me, like some piece of shit. All right. All right. Scott Hansen. Oh, so. By the way, can't... no relation to Evan Hansen. Dear Evan Hansen. Oh yeah, I can oh see your scar. Oh my god! Except for I can see, see I can scar? see a scar on your left index finger. That's it. It's also right there. Oh. This, wow! Every star, mm. every, every story is me, violence. Interesting. <laughs> uh, well, you ask for comedy stories. You know, I always tell these stories, and I think they're funny, and people are like, "What?" Anyway, uh, I'm like, I lived. Get off my areola, as Janelle Monet would say. And uh, <laughs> again, in my fifties. So here's the thing. Uh, I, it's 1992, and me and Ken Bradley and the Stage Benders oh. and uh, a bunch of people are. It's our. It's my first audition for anything Hollywood. Anything showbiz okay. and it's for mtv and nothing has said mtv more since 1984 when i started doing stand-up comedy than jackie cash <laughs> so uh but it's my first audition and, I'm, and and they're like and i'm really looking forward to it and scott hansen is a button pushing maniacal just a maniac was so right he's dead yeah, i didn't kill him passed. uh <laughs> we can't believe he lived this long uh but whatever it is uh he so before the show begins 
at the comedy gallery um, on the river, that one, I forget, St. Anthony, Maine. Mm-hmm. Um, he owns five clubs at this point. Yep. And St. Anthony, Maine is on the river and he likes to do karaoke before the show and one of the comics hosts it. And But it's always a comic who's not going up. It's just extra stage time. Essentially, you get to riff a little bit yeah. and you get to die a little bit inside. <laughs> so um, he asked me if I want to host it. And I'm like, Scott, I'm in this one. And he's like, I know, but don't you need 20 bucks? And I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> I do need 20 bucks. So I will host it until you start seating and then I'm not going to do it. And he's like, okay. So I'm in my head. I'm, I'm freaking out about what sit, what my set's going to be and what, um, what this is going to do for my career. I've, I've blown it out of proportion. As, as you do when you're new and it's your first audition. <laughs> you think this is going to either matter or you're going to fuck it up. And so it's going to matter even more. And so finally I'm upstairs sort of, there's no real, there's a green room. There's an o- Scott's office across from each other. And there's comics just pacing like caged animals, right? <laughs> like we do. And Ken Bradley, who probably doesn't remember this, I just saw him again, uh, but uh, he starts talking to me. And at the time, Ken Bradley's act, he would take his hair and glue it straight up in the air. He was wacky. Uh And um, the writing was good, but he also had wacky hair. (laughs) So uh, he he wants to talk to me. He's like, where were you? You just got here. And I was like, I was downstairs uh, doing karaoke. He's like, did you want to do that? What, why are you, why were you doing that? And I was like, he's going to give me 20 bucks anyway. So <laughs> and I was like, can I, I, I got to look at my set list. I can't talk to you right now. I think I'm up early. And he goes, so what was it? Why did he ask you to do that? And so he's still talking to me. He's still talking to me. And so I walk into Scott's office and I turn around and I punch the wall. I've had some help with anger management uh, since <laughs> the early 90s, you guys. I would say right around 98, I decided to be an adult. Anyway, so I punched the wall. I punched a frame poster of a John a John Wayne movie. And always, always framed with glass, by the way. It cuts down on the glare. Uh-huh. Uh, but when it all falls on your hand, it oh. a shard fell right into my finger other shards all over my hand. Um, I, Ken goes, oh shit, and he's gone. And uh, <laughs> everybody hears it. There's, there's, a, I don't know who comes, but whatever it is, my hand is bleeding. I grab a comedy gallery t-shirt, wrap it around my hand, and I go into the bathroom to rinse off what's there. And I can see the bone. Ah, oh, fun. Ooh, bummer. And, um, but the good news is, is it went in between tendons. Yeah, that's, so I can, I can see you. Finger. Yeah. Moving your finger. It yeah, works absolutely I can move perfectly. My finger. It's all very exciting anyway. But I, so I wrap my hand in this t-shirt and I go up to whoever's hosting and I was like, can I go up next and then go to the hospital? <laughs> and Kim from the stage vendors or whoever it was goes, no, no, you're not going up at all. You're just going to the hospital. And so, um, Kim from the stage vendors drove me in his like 83 Ford Escort. And he was so great because he talked me through it because I was like, I think I'm bleeding to death. <laughs> and he was like, 
Now you have a lot of blood. <laughs> the stage benders are fantastic. They are enormously nice men, yes. and their act is hilarious. It's just, and it's you know, ostensibly it's like the Sklar brothers. It's you think it's improv, but it's it's some improv, but it's mostly scripted. Yeah, but we talk about two acts that are absolutely incredible. You know, you so three stories so far. There you've, you go. You've uh, punched someone with a mug. <laughs> You've two-handed pushed someone, and then you're sick of hurting others, so you punched a a poster. Right. I also like how each of your stories starts like, I can't remember what the rap song is, but you start them each with a date like, it's 1989 was the number. Like. (laughs) It's, yeah, it turns out I am KRS-One. A lot of yeah. people don't know this about me. There I we go. B- KRS-One. Thank you. Uh, well, neither yeah. neither CD White, but uh, <laughs> so, uh, oh, my God. I just, I picture, first of all, how intuitive of you to know you did need that $20 <laughs> for, for your copay or probably who knows if you had insurance. Uh, no, Scott paid it. You're kidding. That's great. I know. Hard to believe. But uh, I think. They uh, clubs know that there can be litigation and uh, there can be interesting. Yeah. It would be funny to watch you on the stand going, I would like some money from this man because I punched his poster. Yeah. And he literally just kept winding me up and winding me up. And, and um, <laughs> he's like, all right. And I think I lied and said that I uh, that I did this Oh. instead of turning around and doing that. Sure. Yeah. All of these stories are going to be slightly fixed so I'm better. Every time – nope, they're, uh, we're going to make you worse. We're leaving out the fun parts. <laughs> Every time you turn around to throw a punch to show us how you did it, it looks like you really mm-hmm. do know how to throw a punch. Yeah. That is really great. Yeah. I have four older brothers, and uh. my mother used to beat the shit out of us. <laughs> so I learned from a very early age how to throw a punch and, by the way, take one. You guys want to play? Let's do this. Sure don't. Uh, <laughs> I honestly, it's, it's, I honestly think that story about your mother just now is going to help you in your court case after this episode comes out. So that was smart. Right. The the every time I punch somebody, there should have been a poster with the word no on. It. <laughs> I love how you're just. They see you talking to a poster, and you're like, you know how when it's a close game with the Lakers, and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's gone crazy, and you just turn around and go, "Yeah, have you ever fucking hosted karaoke?" Yeah, I'm crazy. <laughs> oh my god, thank. Yeah, when when I look back on the karaoke hosting, I don't miss the Westward Ho gig as much. Yeah, it was uh, it was brutal, especially because you were just older than these fraternity guys and sorority gals that used that paid their bills with their parents' credit cards, and oh. they had no. No one to wrangle them. And so it was just basically, I mean, I've been to. And no sense. A long, no sense of yeah. anyone not having any money. Yeah, it, it was it was incredible. It's just like, yuck, yuck, yuck. Okay, I was going to say a bunch of other <laughs> shit, but I'm leaving it right there. I would like yeah. to hear any story about your dad. This is my current favorite story okay. about my about dad. Okay. Um, my dad was in the Marines, right? But he wasn't really because he was in the Navy and he was a medic. And then the Marines get their medics from the Navy. As my father likes to say, did you know that? I did not know that. <laughs> and uh, so he was like, so I spent six years hanging out with Marines. Those guys are tough, good guys. I like those guys. But I was not. I was a 
I'm mean. <laughs> anyway, so uh, so uh, and this story comes up because several people in the last couple of years have told me that I, Jackie Cation, should get a gun. I think we've established that I shouldn't get a gun. Yeah. I don't think so either. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> No gun, Cation. Hey, uh, yeah, you're right. Hey, Jackie, was that fun for you? Did you enjoy that a little bit? How'd you like that? Was that good? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think if you had yeah, a if reason... you had a gun, you'd be in the midst of tracking down whoever sent you that email right now. <laughs> right. the the uh, The main reason I shouldn't get a gun is how much I want a gun. You're, you're so, just knocking uh, on a door with the gun, going, "Getting good, motherfucker. Come outside. <laughs> Getting good." And that's and, that's the uh, tough thing. So we, I was just gonna say that's the tough thing with guns. Not to derail this, but all these people were like, "Guns are the worst." And you're like, "Yeah, technically, but also, have you shot a gun? It's so much fun. <laughs> guns cool. are so fun. They're so crazy." Like, I also shouldn't have a gun for sure. I, do, I mean, I do, but I right, shouldn't. right. And we always purchased our meat, right? Like I come from salespeople. We, I don't come from hunting people. So, uh, but my dad did one time have a gun because I also come from gambling people. Oh. My dad, huge gambler. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, was, he wasn't good at it. He was okay at it. And people are like, well, that's kind of cool. And I'm like, no, no, I always wanted a bike. <laughs> so... Um, did, the, uh, did he ever come home after a rough day of gambling with a can of chicken chow mein? <laughs> nope okay <laughs> or a dog <laughs> and uh so uh but the um he never so he had this this whole thing so one day some of the conversations with my dad happened because we're the only ones i'm the youngest of six right okay. so he came home and he i was eight and there was no one else there. So he had to talk to me and he was excited because he had just bought a gun because he had been accepted to be he accepted. I don't know. He, the, the, he got to, he was going to get to play in this poker game that to play in the game, you had to have a gun what? because it, there was so much money that they wanted to make sure everybody could defend the pot or something. I don't know. I just want to be clear. This and, is in Wisconsin, not South Dakota, correct? <laughs> right. Okay. This is in uh, a little factory town outside of Milwaukee. When, so uh, when um, Jackie or... when Jackie punched that John Wayne poster, she just traveled back in time and grew up in one of his <laughs> movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, but the so what happened was is so he was like, hey, so I got accepted to be in this game, I but I had to buy a gun. Do you want to see it? And I was like. Yes, I'm eight. <laughs> Children love guns. And so we go to his trunk and open it up. And in there is a box with Derringers, two pearl handled matching Derringers. Wow. And I was like, are they guns? And he's like, yeah, they're collector's <laughs> items, but they they're uh, if I fire them, they don't they lose all their value, but they are guns. And. <laughs> I was like, um, imagine that being the decision in a fight where you're like, listen, I hate you and I want you to die, <laughs> but I don't want these to lose their value. Oh, and we know, we know where Elliot Cation lies because he's not a hitter. He's not, he's not a gun guy. He's not any of that. He is. <laughs> so I said, um, I wish I had said, are you bringing a keychain to a gunfight? <laughs> anyway, I did not say that. But the, uh, but he, I said, well, do they count as a gun? And he goes, yeah, they count. And I said, but what happens 
if someone does try to rob the game, what will you do? And he goes, I don't need a gun. Everyone else has a gun, mm -hmm. which really sums up my father's experience of the U.S. Marine Corps. <laughs> He's like, I don't need a gun. I'm the guy who's going to deliver babies and help people with their car accidents, which is what he did when he was in the Marines. <laughs> he delivered babies and uh, helped with car accidents. How, how long ago is this? Whose babies? They were the, uh, he was, he, he, he was in the, in the Marines. He was a Navy medic in between Korea and Vietnam. And literally when I was a kid said, yeah, we heard about Vietnam and I was due to re-up. And I was like, nope, <laughs> I'm going to go home. Yeah. <laughs> he was stationed the entire time in California. He loved it here. Um, <laughs> He said at one point they were going to put him on a ship and he was like, you put me on a ship. I am definitely not realistic. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, you joined the Navy, Dad. He was like, yeah, I like a little ship on a, you know, like on a lake in Wisconsin, <laughs> not on the lake, but on a little lake. Uh -huh. He was like, I don't need I don't need any of that. And um, and the weird thing about the gun thing. Oh, I, that's the, the other story is that my dad does not remember this story is I was super depressed in my 30s, I think. And I ended up talking to him. He was the only one who was around for some reason. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just, I'm just really, I, I, I don't feel good. I just, I, I just don't feel good. He goes, yeah, yeah. In your 20s and 30s, everybody was to kill themselves. <laughs> and I was like, why is, how is that helpful? And he's like, why don't you hear me out? And uh, he's like, in your 20s and 30s, you kind of want to kill yourself. In your 40s and 50s, you don't want to kill yourself anymore. You just want to die because um, you don't want to finish the thing, right? And he's like, but here's the thing. If, if you can make it to 60, it's good. <laughs> I love, he's like, 20s and 30s, everyone wants to kill themselves. But hey, anything but the new guns. <laughs> Right. But that's why you don't own a gun. You can't fire and, But don't, yeah, don't don't use the Derringers. <laughs> no, I asked him if he still had them. And he was like, oh, no, I lost them in a game. <laughs> I think he put them up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, money on the table plays, gentlemen. <laughs> and he's like, I'm out of money. Does anyone want my guns? Anyway, so <laughs> I think it's how. Jackie Cation, I have to tell you something. When I just texted you last minute last night thinking about your new album coming out and thinking – uh, our listeners deserve awesomeness. Um, I was so glad you said yes. I'm so glad we made it work. Your new album, Staycation, Thank is you. out anywhere right now. You can also watch it. But mm -hmm. what we could do is we, uh, if you have a listener service in any of the, like Pandora, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, any of those things, Give it a listen. Let's keep Staycation. It's at number one right now. Let's keep it at number one. That's hilarious. And I am so psyched. Thank you so much. It's uh, wherever you can watch Twelfth Night. You could also watch Staycation because it's, oh, sure. it's on the 800 Pound Gorilla, Gorilla on YouTube. Yeah. Absolutely. You can also then watch or listen to Corset. Yeah, Corset. Which is I, I, uh, I, I refuse to I refuse to why, pronounce it correctly. Why'd you do with that with the syllable? What's, it's a corset. <laughs> uh, so it's Lori Kilmartin's new album came out like two weeks ago, and it's called Corset because between her old mom and her young son, she's being squeezed to death, and then yes. everybody died. So it's okay. Uh, the new album will be uh, much darker. Uh, it's it's anyway. it's fantastic. Uh, corset. 
I've, uh, That's how you say it. I've held my uh, my plug of you to the end because Chad Chad was really um, I think he did a good job of elevating who you are and and your things. But I I'm going to add to it by saying everybody knows there's a few pe- like the Bill Burrs, you know the the people of that level that have all the specials and they sell out theaters and all that stuff. And then I think there's this handful of comics that a lot of people know, but if you see them in a club, it'll be the best comedy show you see all year, whether you go see Burr, Sigur, it doesn't matter. Uh, I am lucky enough to be friends with and do a podcast with one of those guys, and I don't think there's uh, a lot of them. Uh, Tommy or uh, Tommy Jonigan, Mike Winfield, Jackie, you're right on the top of that list for me. Maria Bamford, Mar- well, Aaron Foley. Well, people, mm-hmm. people know Maria. You know, Maria's people. Maria's got a Netflix special. You know. Oh right, right. But so does Segura. So does Bill Burr has a thousand. Of yeah, them, I'm, right? I'm putting her yeah, with them. But like, I'm putting the comp. Oh, the you're compliment, putting, I've done a really bad job. Here. <laughs> Allow me to undo. Allow me to undo whatever compliment. Compl- I'm like, let's talk about other comics the, and how much. We the love compliment them. I'm giving is. How about thank you? You son? go see Bill Burr or Maria. You think it's going to be the best show you see of the year. You see somebody like Jackie, Chad, Tommy. I, fuck it. They're always the best show. I, I leave those shows wanting to be better at stand-up. So I fucking love watching you, Jackie. And so anybody, Thanks, what's the man. Instagram where they can get your tour dates? Because if she's anywhere near your city and, and you don't come to see her, you're a, a fucking it's idiot. It's at Jackie Cation. I made the mistake of making a fake T-shirt. And everyone's like, I want that T-shirt. Yeah, I saw and it. And I was yeah. like, yeah, that's that's not actually. Okay. I don't know why I had to compare you guys to super famous people. But my point was, <laughs> <laughs> whenever anybody, when? whenever anybody's like, my favorite comedian is Dimitri Martin. You're like, well, you should see these guys because they're the best comedians in America. So yeah, if, if, yep. if you if you like Dimitri Martin, you're going to love Blah, blah, blah. Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, Jackie, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, really appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having yeah, me. Great to see you. And, Cy, I think I know why you stumbled through the compliment. Uh, bitch, you pregnant. <laughs> I got to go. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.